Steve's dad has passed and they were supposed to do a reading. She was supposed to connect him to Steve's dad. We got back from New York and she goes, Steve, we need to do this reading. Your dad will not leave me alone. She was like, it's been so urgent. So they finally did the reading. And I kid you not, she knew everything. Right. This was the best thing he's ever done. It gave him so much clarity. She also said that Nicholas's birthday wasn't an accident, part of his doing. And if you don't know, Nicholas was born on the day Steve's dad died. What? Yes. I just got full body head to toe chills. This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis. Two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. All right, we are live. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Confident Collective, our summer series edition. It's Christina. And Rayanne. And we're coming to you at literally 6.30 in the morning on the West well, Coast right now. Yeah, 3.30 in, I'm in Ischia, Italy. Oh my gosh, how is Ischia? Honestly, yesterday was the first really hard travel day that I had. Mm-hmm. It was like, basically, I woke up super early and had to get the ferry and I have two bags, which is like, annoying in itself. And I know everyone told me like, don't do two bags, whatever. I have no regrets. Anyway, get a taxi down to the ferry. I hand her like my paper and she's like, oh, all the, ski, all the, excuse, all the ferries to Iski are canceled today. And I'm like, oh, what? So I like, try. I, she didn't say anything else. She was not very friendly. So I was like, okay. So I go back and I call the hotel and I'm like, Hey, can I stay one more night? They don't have availability, only like one room. And it was like so, so expensive because it was like a premium deluxe, whatever. So so I hear someone else talking about how they're going to go take the ferry from Sorrento to Naples Mm. and Naples to Ischia. So I was like, okay, I guess the sea must be calmer from Naples to Ischia. I don't know. So I asked the lady, she's like, oh yeah, you can do that. So I take a ferry, which I have discovered. I hate ferries. I really hate them. They're my living hell. They are... Are you taking the small speed ones or like, why do you hate them? Is it just because you get seasick? Are they, are the waves like too hard? Seasick, the waves, the chaos. It's just not my vibe. Mm -hmm. I do not like it. And some of them are big. Some of them are small, but like every single time it's hot as hell in there. And there's no like seating up like outside um, on the ones I've been on. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I get to, get to Ischia after taking like two ferries and um, I get to the hotel, get checked in. And I had booked a scooter because when I was in Thailand a couple of years ago, I rode scooters and like, was totally fine. Like, and Thailand's kind of crazy, but this scooter they gave me, I don't remember it being so hard to ride. I think this one was way bigger or something. I don't know. I literally was like, the guy at the hotel was looking at me and he's like, are you sure you know what you're doing? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Like trying to play cool. And I get out on the road two minutes and I'm like, I almost sideswiped a car and I turned, I was going to this, like these hot springs. I made a wrong turn and 
I realized I was going the wrong direction. And so I stopped, but I was on a hill and these things are super heavy. And so I start rolling back. I'm like, put my feet down. I'm trying to like turn and then trying to like rev it to go forward. Anyway, I end up falling over and I didn't post that story of like the thing on the ground. Cause I was like, <laughs> I don't know, God forbid the scooter company saw and they're like, you owe us money. Anyway, tipped it over and I'm using all my strength to try and lift this thing up, but I'm on a steep hill. Also, I'm wearing flip-flops. I don't know why I did that. And this little like grandpa comes and gets out of his taxi. There's a car full of people in the taxi staring out the window at him, lift this up, help me get it down, parks it on the side of the road. And I kid you not, I sat there for like 20 minutes, just shaking and sweating and being like, but I can't, I, I can't get back on. I can't get back on. I don't, I, I literally was like, I can't. I ended up getting back on getting to where I needed to go. Cause it was like literally one more minute. And then I called the hotel and said, can you come get me? I can't drive this home. And they were like very nice and came and got me. But to the hotel driver, I was like, Oh man, I'm sure this happens a lot. People think they can handle the roads and then they can't. He's like, actually, no, this has never happened. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. okay. That is like the prime example of you as a Leo being humbled because the fact that like you just thought you could do this, like, okay, even Steve who has a motorcycle license and like drives around LA for some reason, like in Italy, it's just different. I, I don't know why, if it's cause it's like so hilly, but rioting scooters in Italy is deathly terrifying. I would say the same to Greece. And like, I feel like people just ride so chaotically there. And because it's so hilly, it's so scary. So scary. And the turns are like so sharp. Exactly. Like, yes rules of the road and like and there are no rules of the road in Italy I feel like you can do whatever you want like people don't obey them so like and there's like cliffs like you're riding like on hills like on the side of cliffs so pretty much you shouldn't worry about that we're glad that you survived yeah oh my god so anyway I haven't really seen much of his gear because then today all I did was like had a I laid by the pool and like I haven't had a work day like at my computer in a while and I have like this huge city list of like personal stuff and like just stuff for upcoming and then like work stuff. So honestly, I've just had a full work day and I'm not really going to be able to see much of this guest, unfortunately, but it is what it is. Cause I leave tomorrow. Oh man. Well, but, I feel like you need to go down to the beach at some point. Maybe you can go there for sunset after this. Yeah. It's just kind of hard. You kind of have to have a car or a scooter here. Mm. And it's just like, yeah, I honestly think I've had a lot of beach time and I'm going to have more beach time in Greece. Like I'm not like dying to go to the beach. Okay. Well, today's your chill day then. It's my chill day. And then I head to Florence tomorrow where I'm going to get your pasta. No. Do you know, I have lost sleep over this. I kept thinking to myself, if Rayanne doesn't get this pasta, I think this is going to be the end of our friendship. She needs to get the pasta. No, I'm getting it. It's in the itinerary. Okay, thank goodness. Because at first you were like, I don't know if I have enough time to get it. Like I have another reservation. I was like, you got to get the pasta. You guys, so no, when I studied I abroad. i for a few days. Okay, good. Florence is the best. Um, when I studied abroad, there was this restaurant, Quattro Leone, that was like around the corner from our villas there. And it was, it is the best single-handedly meal I've ever had in my entire life. And it's like unanimous from anyone that goes there. Like all of our friends, like we still rave about it. We send every single person there. And it's funny because it was recommended to us from like someone else. When when I was in college, I was interning at a law firm. And one of the lawyers was like, you need to go to this restaurant. 
And finally we went to it and we realized it was like around the corner and it just became like our home away from home. And it is this pear pocket to pasta with like this white cream sauce and asparagus. It is the most heavenly delicious bite you'll ever put in your mouth. I can't, I can't wait to hear your review. It's so good. I need that so badly. I am so excited. The only thing you should know about Florence is like the bread sucks there. The bread? Yes. It's so disappointing. They don't put like any salt in the bread. It's like, it's like known all around like Tuscany. Like the bread's not good in Tuscany. All right. Well, good to know. I think I've had enough carbs. So I think it would be okay, but you know. Yeah. Just stick to pasta. That's not a carb. You'll be fine. Yeah. Pasta (laughs) is not a carb in Italy. It's fine. I literally think I'm going to turn into a lobster pasta. I've had so much pasta. It's amazing. I have no regrets. Um, but okay, what's been what's been going on in LA? I feel so dis- I feel so disconnected from LA. I can't even tell you the time change. Everything like I feel worlds away. I need another. Well, you're not really missing that much, except first of all, I had so much fun this week on Monday. Um, I decided to just like play hooky. One of my friends, Jason, was in Laguna Beach for a work trip. So like three of our friends. Uh, or four of us pretty much crap, like decide to take off work for the day and go down to Laguna and like do a beach day and then like do dinner with him and like crash his work conference, which was like so fun. And we all had like the best time. It was just like when I was like in my earlier 20s here in LA, like we had such a huge group of friends. And then like everyone kind of left LA or took jobs that pulled him other places. Like my friend, Jason was one of my best friends. He moved to New York. My other friend, Tiana, one of my best friends, she like works on below deck. So she's literally like in a different country for a couple months at a time, like throughout the whole year. So anyways, we were all together. Finally, dude, that was Monday on Tuesday. We were all in bed for 20 hours. I was like, okay, not all of us mean like one other girl, but the rest of us like didn't feel amazing either. And I, I really think sometimes like I'm allergic to the sun or to the beach or something. We all took like multiple COVID tests. We don't have COVID, like all of our throats hurt. And anyways, because of that, I've lost my voice. So like, I'm super, super like coursey and raspy and it hurts to talk. And because of that, there's like so many fun events, like work events going on in LA right now. And I have to cancel all of them. And I was so bummed because there was like a bunch I was looking forward to, but I like literally can't talk to people. Like it hurts to talk, which is really great for my podcasting career. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like the update here. There's like a lot going on, but I can't do it. So bummer for me. Well, sometimes you just need to chill the fuck out and rest. And so actually is like- that is something like normally I would just push through and go to these events and be like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then like push, make myself feel even worse. And now I'm kind of like, you know what? No not doing that. Like my health takes priority, but wait, I have the craziest update for you guys. What? Okay. So I'm just going to give like the whole backstory because it's been a long time. So in case people don't remember when Steve and I got back from Coachella weekend, there was the flashing light in our garage above Steve's motorcycle. Okay. And I remember I was like going into my building and my building manager was leaving the building. She goes, Hey, have you seen the light that's flashing above Steve's bike. And I was like, yeah, it's so creepy, right? Like, what are they going to do about that? And she's like, I think it's Steve's dad. And I just remember being like, what the fuck? And she was like, it might be his grandfather, but I'm pretty sure it's his dad. And like, it was just like so shocking to me. Um, Anyways, Steve's dad has passed and they were supposed to do a reading. She was supposed to connect him to Steve's dad. And 
they couldn't get the timing right. Like she went away and then Steve's like, we're going away. So she's like, okay, no worries. We'll do the reading when you get back. So she said she was a medium for over 10 years and she stopped doing it because she felt bad charging people for what she felt like was like a gift from God and like something she felt like she couldn't, shouldn't charge people for. So that was one of the reasons. And she said that it was also so like emotionally draining for her um, to do these readings. So that's another reason why she stopped. So anyways, we got back from New York and she goes, Steve, we need to do this reading. I had, I had no idea you'd be gone for so long. She's like, your dad will not leave me alone. She was like, his dad shows up. Yes. She was like, every single morning I wake up, he's there at the kitchen table. He needs me to connect you to him. So they finally scheduled this reading and like her urgency about it. She was like, you don't understand. Like I'm brushing my teeth. There he is. Connect me to your son. Connect me to your son. And she was like, it's been so urgent. So they finally did the reading. She did this like consultation with him before um, where she pretty much was like, okay, to prepare for this, I just need you to be like in as much of a, like a Zen stress-free environment as possible. So he was like, great. I have a son. Don't you know that's impossible? Um, She was like, also write down like a list of questions for me, not necessarily like, so I can see them, but just like questions for your dad. So you don't forget them. So Steve did that, that morning we see her walking around the neighborhood, like barefoot trying to ground herself. And then like, um, she was a little bit late cause she said she was still meditating before. I like, yeah, yeah Nicholas like went in for a nap. I was in my room with Dewey. Like I was like, you know, he, they did it out on our balcony and I kid you not, she knew everything, right? Like it was insane. Steve would never like seek out a medium. Like, not that like, I don't think no, he, not Steve that, would be kind of like, suspicious about this stuff, wouldn't he? Super, like not that he wouldn't believe that it was real, but he definitely, I think would probably questions people, question people's motives maybe, or just like, he would never look into doing it for himself. Right. This was the best thing he's ever done. It gave him so much clarity. She knew so much about his dad. She knew exactly how he died, which is something that Steve and his family never tell anyone. She knew exactly how he died, what happened, and all the details surrounding his death. She even knew like the story that Steve's family tells people instead of telling them the truth because it's just something that like they don't like to share that often. Um, and like his death was super traumatic and like they never talk about it. It's like ne- not written anywhere. No one knows anything about it. She knew everything about it. So she she helped give him so much closure, I think, when it came to like his death and why things happened and like how they did and all the details there. And like, I don't want to share that because that's Steve's story to tell. But like, anyway, she knew everything about it. She also said that Nicholas's birthday wasn't an accident, that it was like, I guess, partly part of his doing. And if you don't know, Nicholas was born on the day Steve's dad died. What? Yes. What? Yes. I I am telling you, I just got full body head to toe chills. I know. I know. How insane is that? And I always like, was like, oh, like, it's like, I mean, what are the chances that Steve, okay, Nicholas's due date was on Steve's dad's death date. But then you know, like how, what a small frat, that's just like weird to begin with. But then you know what, like what a small fraction of babies were actually born on their due date? Yeah. Anyways, like so crazy. Um, what else did she say? Oh, um, so Steve's had a question was like, 
is my dad up there with Alexis? And Alexis was this dog that they had growing up who his dad loved. You know, he never like asked the question, but she goes, your dad's up there with a dog. So like she already knew that without Steve having to say anything to her. She also said that our next baby, mine and Steve's next baby is going to be a girl and that we're going to live on the East Coast. And I was like, what? And I, this, this is the part I was like, do you think she watches my Instagram or like follows me or like knows? And she's so like, I don't know. Like that was like a weird thing to say. And she, and she said that like your dad's saying that like LA is not home for you anymore. And like, you're supposed to be on the East coast. And I was like, what? And this kind of like bothered me. Cause like, I don't necessarily want to be like influenced by someone else's like opinion, even though I ask everyone for their opinions, you know what I mean? But, I was going to say, hold on a second. <laughs> this is a gift. But how crazy is that? How crazy that, is that? And then I saw her the other day and I asked her about that. And I asked her, I was like, do you like, do you watch my Instagram? Is that how you knew I go back and forth on the East Coast? She's like, no, I just know like where people are supposed to be. She also, and like the fact that like, okay, so now if we ever have another child and I guess we'll know if she's right or wrong, if it's a boy or a girl, right? If your next baby is a girl, I mean, she's got a 50-50 shot. She's got a 50-50 like shot. But anyway, she was so spot on about so many other things. Also, when she was leaving, one of Nicholas's toys kept going on and off. And she, Steve was like, do you hear that? She's like, yeah, you're, you know what? Your dad just wants me to say that your brother and his partner are going through a tough time and they've, they've been like arguing. And the thing is that they keep trying to do the same thing over and over again. It's not working. They need to try something different. And the craziest freaking thing is that they have been arguing. And like, we know this. And like, she had no idea. She doesn't know anything about them. We told like, yes. How insane is that? I'm kind of freaked. But also, can I, I need to talk to her. I, do, I need to like, girl, where do I need to go? I know. She oh, said she really wants to do a reading with like Steve's mom because Steve's mom like lost, you know, her husband. And then also his mom. Uh, also her mom and her dad. So like, she's like, there's like a lot of people she wants to connect her with. Uh, she also wow. said that like Steve's dad's super proud of Steve and I and we built out here. And then one of the last things she said was, um, she's like, you know, your dad has a really funny sense of humor. And he was like, what do you mean? She goes, so I used to have like, my ex was kind of abusive to me and my daughter. And now I'm trying to move to Tahoe and take my daughter with me for like a better quality of life. But my ex won't let us move there. And your dad keeps saying, why don't you just get my son to kick his ass? And I was like, what? <laughs> and Steve said, she was like, you know, he's just joking. She's like, Steve was like, but she said this like three different times. I was like, wait, do you think this whole thing was like aroused so you can go kick her ex's like ass? Um, yeah. But anyways, yeah. So that is pretty much like the update. If I think of anything else that he said, I'll let you guys know. But it was like wildly mind opening. Oh, also she said that like there's a hummingbird that's always on our balcony. And she said that Steve's dad too. And she said that like hummingbirds are almost like fairies. And a lot of times if there's like ones that are consistently in your presence, it's like almost like one of your spirits or people looking over you. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was, that was good. Yeah. I literally had full body chills when you were saying that. Yes. It was pretty crazy. It was really, really amazing. And I'm, I, I'm very, very happy for Steve that he got to experience that. Does he feel like he ended on a positive, like he feels good? Yeah, he feels good about it for sure. Yeah. 
I know. How crazy is that? Is going been going on, but we've just been communicating with the other side. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. I actually told her um, that we have a podcast and that maybe we'll have her back on here in the fall or something because I think it'd be like cool to learn more about what she does and how she does it and all that. She also said like a lot more people have the gift to communicate, but just like are closed off to it, and and that's why like they don't allow themselves to like harness that power within them. I thought was interesting too. But my sister and my cousin went to a medium back in New Jersey, I think over the holidays and they came back and they were telling us everything and they were like acting like it was like really remarkable what she said. And everyone else in the family was like, none of that makes any sense. You guys are just trying to like push, like put pieces together to make a story. Do you know what I mean? It was like very, very black and white different from Steve's experience. Dang. Okay. Yeah. I would love to meet her. She sounds very, very cool. Yeah. So anyways, that's my update for you. Okay. I don't even know how to freaking <laughs> get that. <laughs> I was going to talk about how to take selfies on a tripod. So I don't, oh God. <laughs> Go for it. That's um, important too. Oh my God. No. So basically I was keep getting a couple, like two questions in my DM. So I thought I would just answer them quickly in today's episode. Biggest one was how to meet people while traveling. And I would say, I think it's a little different because I'm single. So like, I do find it easier to like meet men when I'm traveling. I don't know why. Um, but a couple of things I did was like I said, on last week's episode, Bumble, like set your location ahead of time. And like, if you want to have a date or two set up before that just is like a great way of like, you're nervous of like being alone. And then also I sit at bars and like be, make sure to like sit at a table where you like, you're easily like approached or you can sit next to someone where you can like strike up a conversation with. Don't sit like at a table, like in the cor- back, far back corner where no one can like approach you. Um, and then I think too, like people are just, I don't know. It obviously depends where you're traveling, but I think people are just really, really open and everyone else wants to meet people too. And just be like, strike up a conversation. Seriously. Be like, Hey, like, Oh, where are you from? It's really easy. Like, I wish there was more to it, but it's just like, it's so easy when you're traveling. Um, like, I don't know. Did I tell the story about the guy who had dinner with me? No, I saw it on your Instagram, but you could tell it here. So basically like go to also just like go to dinner alone, go to meals alone. So I went to this restaurant alone in Rome and I was just sitting there. Well, first of all, when I like was waiting at the host and I see this table of like, they look young, like early twenties, like a group of friends. And there was this really cute guy. I was like, Oh my God, he's so cute. So I sit down at my table, but my like back is to their, their table. And I'm like having a drink, talking to the waiter, like having a great time. Um, the next thing I know, this guy like comes past my table, the cute guy. And I thought he was like going to the bathroom or something, but then he like stops and he's like, oh, I noticed you were dining alone. Like, what are you doing in Rome? And I was like, looking over my shoulder, looking around because this has not happened to me in LA, like really ever. And I was like, oh, like, we just started talk, talking and then he was like, do, you know what? Do you mind if I just like sit down? And I was like, no, please sit down. So the waiter ended up like bringing his dinner over to my table. We had dinner together and then his like friends were leaving. And um, he was like, do you mind if I like stay out with you? And I was like, no, I was going to go to the speakeasy. Like you're welcome to come. We ended up staying out to like three in the morning together and having like an amazing time. So much fun. But I swear to God. He was like a character out of like gossip girl. I kept saying like, you are so strange. Like turns out. So 
Like which character? Want- is he like Nate? Is he Dan? Who is he? He's is he Chuck? Cool. We need details. I love Gossip Girl. You can't just throw that out. You know. I would say he's like a Nate. Okay. Like you, you okay, this sounds bad. But do you know when someone just comes from like a lot of money, yeah. even if they don't pay it? But he's like, oh yeah, like, you know, when I, I went had horseback riding lessons growing up, like that. Mm-hmm. Or like he kept saying he went to boarding school. Mm-hmm. That also. And then he was like, Oh yeah, my roommate's girlfriend, like she lived in Hong Kong while we were living in Boston. And sometimes he would like go there for the weekend. It was crazy. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? He would go to Hong Kong for the weekend? From Boston. Like, that is not normal. <laughs> no. That is not normal. So anyway, we end up like ending the night and he's like, oh, can I like get your Instagram? And so we exchange Instagrams and I see in his, this story is taking a turn, but that was so fascinating. I see like the boarding school in his bio. You guys, he went to La Rossi, which is the most expensive school in the world. It's on Lake Geneva in Switzerland. Oh, shit. And I like was Googling the school. I was so <laughs> fascinated by this. I was like, holy shit. Maybe I should have let him say the night anyway. But long story short, just put yourself into situations. And I, I swear to you, things will happen. But you also can't be afraid to just like spark up the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I think you just you just need to be the, willing to spark up the conversation. I think if all else fails. And also like with Bumble, is there Bumble BFF abroad too? I'm sure there's Bumble BFF abroad. Because I feel like that's like a good way um, to try and meet friends. I also think like doing um, Airbnb experiences is a really great way to try and meet people. Like you just have to like immerse yourself as much as possible. Yeah. And then the other question I was getting a lot was tips for like how I was taking pictures alone. My biggest tip is to wake up really early. If you're going to like crowded places, like I went to the traffic fountain at 630 in the morning Mm -hmm. and just like do it when there's not a lot of crowds around. And I just take my tripod and just bang it out and just wake up super early. Also, you can always like prop it on a table or something and be like, incognito and also like you will probably never see any of these people again and they're all tourists taking pictures too so what you have a tripod instead of someone else taking your photo like it's really not a big deal I don't think I know some people get weird about it but I'm like just don't make it weird you'll never see them again anyway and then you'll have a cool ass photo so I get weird about it sometimes so I understand how people feel uncomfortable about it but the app um for your phone is Lens Buddy, which is oh, yeah, really, Lens. really a great resource to take photos on your own. Yeah, Lens Buddy, it like takes photos for you. Um, so you don't have to like, set the timer. Or use a remote. Also, yeah. Also, it's like, yeah, if you're up early, no one's around. But then we're in these really touristy places. Like it doesn't feel weird. Like I would feel more weird going to like Trader Joe's in LA on a Thursday with my tripod. Mm-hmm. than I would in the middle of Rome. Like at the Coliseum, like everyone's taking right. photos of the Coliseum. Who cares? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's like why you, people go to the Coliseum, like part of like people go. Yeah. Yes. To get a photo. Yeah. So those are my, those are my tips. I think those are good tips. Okay. Well then I'm going to get into my obsessed because it's also like travel focused. Okay. So do you have global entry? What did you end up doing? Or are you just like regular? I've heard about global entry, but I'm just like bopping around. No, I mean like for like security, you just, you're not TSA pre-checked. You just have, right. Okay. That's how we are too. And like, we travel way too much to not have 
to be TSA pre-checked approved or like have global entry. So we finally all applied for global, global entry. I did it like, I think back in December and Steve and Nicholas just did it. But with global entry, you have to like fill out this application online. I think it's like a hundred dollars or something um, per person. But most, a lot of credit cards like waive the fee, by the way. Um, so just FYI. So you fill out this application online and then you have to go for an in-person interview, which is so freaking annoying. The annoying part about it is that it's impossible to get these interviews. In California, if you look up in LA, it's literally like eight months out, still no interview op <laughs> like options. It's crazy. And oh so for God. me, I'm like, this is bullshit. The fact that like they don't tell you that when you're signing up is just annoying because you're paying money to do this and you don't even have like the option to go for the interview. And anyways, I posted about this and I got so much feedback. So many people are dealing with like a very similar sit situation. So I'll give you like some tips that I've learned that people have shared. One, apparently every day at 1 PM, they refresh the website for appointments. So you can check back in then and see if there's like anything that opened up because people do cancel and they do update them there. Um, another thing is you can use this website called Appointment Scanner. It's $30 extra, but you sign up for it and they'll let you know when an appointment has been canceled so you can sign up. <laughs> also in LA, in most cities, they have this thing, which I think is super annoying, but like pretty much on your way back from your international flight, you can do a global entry interview at the airport, like in customs. Um, and apparently it's very, very quick and easy. The annoying thing about that, in my opinion, is you're getting global entry so you could use it for your international flight. So like, it's annoying that you would have to go through like a whole trip and then do it on your way back, but that is an option. Also, someone um, messaged me and she works um, for her state senator. And she said, this is something your senator should be able to help you with. So you should be able to find your senator and email them. People like don't take advantage of their senators, but um, she's like, but this is like something Wait, they can help you what? with. I know. I know. I was actually really embarrassed because she's, she's like, you should email Padilla's office or someone else's office. I was like, who's that? She's like, your senators. I was like, ooh, I don't even know my California senators. It was like a humbling moment for me. But that is something you can do. Um, also, if you're like in LA, you can go to Long Beach or like probably like, I guess just try and find different cities that don't have as long lines. So many people have told me that they've booked trips to different cities to do these appointments. That's how hard they are to get. Here's my thing. How much of a difference does it make? I, because probably not I, enough of a difference for you to take another trip and go to like a different state to do it. Saying, because I've been like, well, coming to Italy was so like, literally I was out of the airport so fast. Like I've had zero. I think it just depends. Sometimes it can be really, really bad. Like going through customs and like going yeah. through security, like, like it, at New York airport, going through security is an actual nightmare. And I just say New York. Cause that's whenever I fly into New York, New Jersey, that's the airport I fly into. And it's like bloody hell over there. Like it is awful. Um, but I guess like, it just depends on where you're flying into. I <laughs> New York is the worst, seriously. Um, and then anyways, the last tip that people say is there's mobile passport, which is an app that's free. And at a lot of airports, you can use mobile passport. There's like a separate mobile passport line. And my friend told me, she was like, um, my husband has global entry and I use mobile passport and we like kind of do it as like a competitive game. Every time we get back into the country, we see like who gets through first. And she's like, and it always ends up being about the same. Um, but apparently it only works at certain airports. Like for instance, apparently Newark airport doesn't allow you to use mobile passport because like I said, bloody hell over there. 
But anyways, those are some global entry tips for you. So if you're struggling with it and trying to get an appointment or trying to figure something out like I am, I hope that helps. Amazing. Okay. Good tips. Um, my obsessed with is like super, super serious. Mm-hmm. I love pooping in Europe. Okay. okay? Wait, why? Every hotel I've stayed at, there is the toilet and then there's like a I bidet. I am telling you. So normally, okay. I have gone onto the flushable wipes train. I like cannot use just toilet paper after I poop. Like I just do not feel like it is adequate cleanliness. So the wipes are what I use back home. Love them to death. Okay, great. Here, I actually thought about packing wipes with me, but I'm like, man, you have very minimal space. Like you're going to have to leave the wipes behind. So to my surprise, pleasant surprise, these bidets, you just, it is so nice. You feel so fresh and clean. Like you just took like a shower. It's amazing. And I'm like, why on earth do we not have these in the U.S.? I don't know, but that's so funny because when I lived in Florence, we had a bidet in our bathroom and I don't think I ever used it once. Not once. Yeah. How do you get every day? Okay. Maybe, well, we'll see what happens when I go to Europe. Maybe I'll find one and use one, but that's so funny. Well, I don't know if I would use one in a public bathroom. Okay. It has to be in your hotel. Yeah. In my hotel. Yeah. Not that I'm thinking that kind of touches the, the spout. Ooh. Yeah, I wouldn't use a public one. No, no. like I want to use public, absolutely not. But in my privacy of my own hotel room, I am taking full advantage. Wait, do you feel like, do you ever get clogged up though? Like when you're traveling, like you can't go to the bathroom for a while or did that not happen to you? Sometimes it does. Actually, like today I got a massage and I've only had a like massage where they massage your belly mm-hmm. one other time in my life. It was when I was in Bali this guy was going to town on my stomach and I was like, Oh my God, I feel like he's working out all of this, like all, all the pasta from like literally just being like, cause I definitely feel off when I'm traveling. I'm not like in a routine. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it's not, it's not functioning to its highest level of um, efficiency that it usually is. <laughs> no. Okay. This is like too much information and gross. So I'm going to share anyways. Okay. Cause a lot of people get really constipated when they're traveling and it like will totally fuck up your travel. Like that is not something that is comfortable. What you want to deal with. I'll never forget the last time my sister and I were in Greece together. So we spent like, I think a month in Greece together. And then I was meeting Steve like for three weeks in Italy. I kid you not. I probably went to the bathroom like twice the entire month in Greece. I'll just never forget this. Yes. Like it was okay. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but like barely ever. I'll never forget this one time. I was like, Katie, I'm desperate. I literally was sitting on the toilet with a Fredo espresso in one hand. Cause you know, like coffee helps to go to the bathroom and a cigarette on the, in the other hand, <laughs> like trying to go to the bathroom. Like it was like desperate times called for desperate measures. Um, and then when I got to Italy with Steve still, I could not go to the bathroom. And like, this is not something you want to discuss with a guy who you're super, super into, who you don't even know that well on your first trip together. Okay. Anyways, Steve was like, so cool about it. We ended up calling it like ICS, like I can't shit. And it like, was like a thing. And like, he made it really funny and like comfortable Wait, for me. That's when you know you've got a winner. Yes. Me- yeah. He was that. like, so cool about it. Cause I was like mortified and he brought it up like casual, like it was he, like, it in my head, it was like the biggest deal in the entire world. And he like, was like, 
oh, he's like, do you have ICS or something like that? Like, and he made it like super funny. Um, but anyways, it's a real thing. And let me tell you, cigarettes and Fredo Espresso on toilet don't really help that much either. So maybe, maybe the bidet needs to get in there and like flush you out. <laughs> flush you out. Oh yeah. my God. Dang. Yeah. Well, okay. There's our daily topic of pooping. Yeah, I, um, I like never talk about pooping either. It's like something that my family never talked about. Yes, my family is like reserved and weird when it comes to that sort of stuff. Like, I feel like they would think, actually, I don't know, maybe not, maybe not. It's just not a topic around the dinner table, you know? Oh, yeah, it's not a topic around the dinner table. But like, I feel like, like I was joking, my friend, you know, Aaron was just with me in Sorrento and we were like getting ready and I, she was doing her makeup. And then when I took pooped and then I literally had to shave my bikini line mm-hmm. and then one other thing happened and I was like, wow, this is a level of closeness I never thought would happen. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. I love so that. So when you're traveling, you just, you have to do what you got to do. Absolutely. Um, okay. My product that I'm obsessed with is the shoes I've been wearing the most. The brand is Arizona Love. And they're basically like fashionable Tevas. Like I'm sure you've seen them at Nordstrom and things. I got like the black pair with the pearls on it. And they have other pairs that have like bandanas and like, they're just cool looking Tevas. Honestly, I think they're a little overpriced because they really are just Tevas. Like they feel like the exact same material, but they're so stinking cute. And when I went to like these cool, like shops in Capri, they had them and I was like, oh my God, I'm so cool. Um, but they're just so comfortable to walk around in. They've been holding up amazing and they just look really fashionable while being cute. Cause like, I'm not going to not look good, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Wait, I'm so happy you said that because I need a pair of shoes like that. So maybe I'll get those. Yeah. They have so many styles. They're so, oh, they're amazing. And they're actually really comfortable, right? Yeah. They're so comfortable. Like I've worn them all day. I mean, but here's my other thing about traveling, like in Rome, yeah, you walk like I walked like 14 miles a day every day. Like no matter what shoes you wear, your feet are gonna hurt. Yeah. Like obviously sure. there's gotta be a spectrum, but I just I am um, very, very comfortable. So they get my stamp of approval. Okay, perfect. I love that. Um right. my my product is actually a book. Um, so there's this blogger, JC Dupree. I don't know if you guys know her or not, but um she's like a fashion and lifestyle blogger. And I've been following her, like, I don't know, probably for like 10 years now, at least since I moved to LA. And anyway, she came out with this book called Liking Herself Back. So I decided to listen to it and I really enjoyed it. And if you're looking for a book recommendation, I think this is a good one. I, first of all, I just love female memoirs. Like those are my favorite types of books to read. And I think with this one, like specifically like as an influencer and content creator, I just found like so many parallels and found it so relatable and was like really interested into hearing how she like grew her story. Um, she also talks about like how much her work took a toll on her marriage and how her and her husband had to like separate for a period of time. And I thought that was like really interesting and like vulnerable for her to share. She also is like a new mom and talked about how like her career changed so much after having a kid and like how much like having a child, even when you're an entrepreneur, um, really affects your business and your life. Um, and anyways, I just thought it was really, really inspirational. Also, like if you are interested in content creation, I feel, feel like she shares, it's not like a how to be an influencer book, but she does share some like 
really interesting information and like tidbits that I thought was like really valuable for me to hear as someone who's like trying to grow my business too. So overall, I really liked it. Okay. Interesting. I need to read this. Um, It was funny because I like started listening to it when I was like, first of all, I realized I really don't like audiobooks compared to like actually reading it. So I have to listen to chapters like over and over again. And that's why, like, I feel like when I'm reading a book, I can just like read it through. But when I'm listening, I get so distracted. And I feel like sometimes listening to a book is actually harder than reading it. Uh, anyways, Steve, I had it on all night because I was listening to it and I fell asleep. And Steve's like, oh my gosh. He goes, that person is so annoying. It sounds like they're reading. I was like, they are. He thought I was like listening to a podcast and it was like just someone like, but I'm like, no, she's actually reading her book because like she's the one who does the audio version of it. Oh yeah. Um, so anyways, it was good. I recommend it. Okay. I'll have to add it to my audio, auto library because I actually love audiobooks. Um, okay, let's get into our ask away. All right, let's do it. Hello, Ray and Christina. I'm moving to England early next year, and I am so excited, but also so nervous about the unknown. This felt like perfect timing as I'm single, have work experience, and have enough money saved to support myself out there. What are your tips to living in a different country, traveling and meeting new people? Ray mentioned she lived in London for a period of time, so I'd love to hear more about that experience. I'm looking into several cities like Brighton, Manchester, Bath, and Cardiff as places to live and work in 2023. First of all, congrats. That is so fucking cool. So um, exciting. And I 100% say do it. Like, don't let the fear of the unknown stop you. That is so cool. I loved London so much. I just studied abroad there. So, like, I honestly don't feel like I can share on like where to live or how to actually live because I feel like when you're in college and like, study abroad it's not real life like it's not like you're actually living in a city mm-hmm. like you kind of are but you're not like a functioning adult um but I would say honestly I feel like uh, besides the what word am I looking for like logistic stuff of going and living in another country I feel like the fear of the unknown would be the same if you were moving to like a different state don't you think yeah absolutely I think it's like the exact same thing and I think that like everything that we talk about, like meeting new friends and like putting yourself out there is like the same as if you're like moving to Los Angeles, you know, or moving to London. Right. And it's because they speak, they obviously speak English. Yeah. So I don't know. That. They speak English. There. So <laughs> it's easier. Um, I would say like, like I kind of shared earlier, just put yourself in positions of like, being open to meeting people like at bars, at restaurants, like go out to eat alone, sit at a cafe with your book, go to a pub. Also check out Bumble BFF, hopefully maybe through coworkers. I don't know if you could meet through people through coworkers. Join like, I know in LA, obviously we have like our favorite thing, beach volleyball or like kickball or things like that. Like I'm sure there's stuff there in London, like different clubs and stuff that you could join. Yeah. Or I feel like even like if you're someone who likes to work out, like find like a yoga studio or something there, like, because you're not, you're planning to move there. Do you know what I mean? You're not like a tourist passing through. So I feel like I would really try and like settle as much as possible in your new city and like really immerse yourself into like a life there. So that means like finding like all your local spots. And like, I feel like once you start doing that and building a routine, 
you'll meet people around the things that you're naturally gravitating to and trying to do. Like whether it's like your local coffee shop, whether it's like the grocery store, whether it's like, like I said, a yoga studio or whatever like that. Um, I think another tip too is like, I think when you move to Europe, Europe is like this just like incredible fantasy land. It's so easy to like explore so much, go to different cities, go to different countries. Like the fact that you can just take a train or drive or like fly to like another country in like an hour and a half, two hours is so exciting. And I think it's really easy to like want to all of a sudden like travel every single weekend. And I think that's amazing. But I think that maybe move and like just try and like settle into your city for like a month or two or however long you need to like really find your group of people there. Because if you're like constantly on the go, then you, you're not giving yourself the time to like really create that home base and just have fun. That's so exciting. Like you absolutely need to do it. Even like studying abroad when I, when people tell me they're like debating between studying abroad and, or not, or like, Oh, like, I don't know. I was thinking about it. I'm like, no, like you don't understand. This isn't like a question. This is something you must do. So I feel like you must, you must move to to England. And fall in love with a British man who's super sexy and plays rugby. Yes, that sounds amazing. Or football. Yeah. Really, like, you know, your love story is just waiting for you. Okay? Okay. Well, that's all we got today, everybody. Yeah, I hope you guys are loving this, like, little summer series catch-up. Thank you again, as always, for listening. And please leave us a review on Apple if you have the time. It would mean so much to us. Love ya. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.